Okay, so it is a Monday after an awesome weekend, and it's 10 o'clock, which basically means it's time for Talking Tech with the Techie Guy. How's it? My name is Liron Segev, and I am the Techie Guy. But I can't do this alone. It's always going to have someone here who's awesome. And today we have Claire Matters from Brainstorm. How's it, Claire? Hello, how are you? Are you ready to do this? I am. Okay, we've got a very, very cool show lined up. Yes. Um, you know, quite a big thing that um, is out there is... What do we do in an emergency, especially a medical emergency? That's when people panic. True. That's when adrenaline kicks in and you don't know what to do. You try to remember your CPR course you did in grade zero and you can't. So what happens? So we've got two docs in the house. We've got um, Dr. Asi Perez from Joburg Gen. And we've got a vet, Dr. Melissa Marengo, who's also going to talk to us about what to do from a human and an animal point of view. But that's all coming up. Um, I think the first story we've got to start with is actually quite an awesome story that you've picked up about the 30th anniversary yes. of a mobile phone call. Well, um, the 1st of January marked the 30th anniversary of the first um, mobile phone call in the UK. It was a guy called Michael Harrison, who was the son of the former Vodafone chairman, Ernest Harrison. He tested his phone by phoning his dad at midnight on New Year's Eve, 1985. Um, he secretly left the New Year's Eve party and then phoned his father from London and oh. said, Hi, Dad, I'm phoning you from the first mobile phone. And what did Dad say? Let me put your mom on. <laughs> no. Dad actually said it was quite crystal clear, and that okay. was quite nice. He said the only reason it wasn't great was just because of the noise in the background of everyone in London screaming about. So that was Happy also. So that was also the first and only crystal clear mobile phone call ever made <laughs> ever. in history, and it didn't drop. I wow. <laughs> okay, so that's quite cool. But I thought it was quite interesting. It's called a Vodafone VT1, and it weighed five kilograms. Okay. Um, it had thirty minutes of talk time. Wow. And um. If it were at the time, it cost one thousand six hundred and fifty pounds. If you work out inflation yeah. and stuff, which would be seventy five thousand rand today, it's, I looked it up. It's <laughs> quite a huge box kind of okay, a thing, right. so you wouldn't be able to carry it in your pocket or anything. But what they did, Vodafone, yeah. was they gave this thing to a couple of kids to test and see what it was. You know, just to ah, check out how it. they would react to this. So I think we're going to play that clip, are we? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm just going to land it up quickly. Okay, so just to set the, set the scene, effectively they took a bunch of kids. Kids, who school a, kids. Clearly weren't around when the first mobile phone call came <laughs> <No>. out. <laughs> um, happened. <laughs> they gave them this VT box. VT1, yeah. VT1 phone. Yeah. And they basically said, What is it? What is it? What do you think it and is? And they asked a whole bunch of questions. Exactly. Okay, so let's, let's take a listen how their kids reacted yeah. to that. Very heavy. <laughs> that is heavy. Imagine carrying this around in your pocket. Your muscles would get like hot. I wouldn't even fit in your pocket, so yeah. I know. Okay, so just so that um, to set the scene, the kids are very young. I mean, it's eight years old, nine year old Tiny, kids. Yeah. Okay, they're all at school uniform, and they brought this to the school library. Um, and the guys and the guys and girls are busy picking this thing up and wondering yeah. what the hell yeah. this is. Um, How did people like get pigeons. in touch before mobile phones? Pigeons, like pigeons people. Pigeons. They would just write letters to people. Can you imagine not having mobile phones? Like crazy. Mm. Black and white. So, what was the world like no before cars, mobile phones? Or I think they had no cameras and no televisions. Okay, who used mobile phones first? Sort of people in the war. 
World War One. Uh, I think World War Two as well. <laughs> Please tell them something exciting happened. Like all these little sparkly bits come from the phone and show that everything's fine. I'd like if it could turn me into a fairy. So now ask him, how Very old do you old. think this phone is? Fifty thousand years. Fifty thousand years. Ten <laughs> pounds. Uh, hundred pounds. Nearly two thousand pounds. Cool. All right. So, that, so that was quite cute. Yeah. I mean, we'll share the link out on Twitter. On yeah. Twitter now. Um, it's kind of nice to see from a different perspective. Yeah, I, I mean, know. these kids have grown up with mobile phones. They know That's exactly how to use them. They know probably know how to use them better than we do. So, you know. For, so for them to see a box of this size. I mean, it's a box. Like, it's okay, big. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. that, 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 that was quite, quite cool. But the last thing is it's, it's genuine reactions. Yes. Because they genuinely had no idea what on earth this thing yeah. is. Yeah. And when they were told it's a mobile phone, the look of horror on their faces yeah. is actually is, 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 is actually priceless. But, I mean, it's 30 years old and they're saying, oh, they used to communicate with pigeons like and, 30 years ago yeah, and, and the one kid was, oh, like, what was it like before cell phones the world was black and white <laughs> Do you know? it's so so simplistic really okay but yeah. I mean, out of the mouth of babes so okay. i mean it's completely a different perception so the question that we have to think is fast forward into the future you know when we give them our brand new iphone 6 to the kids of the future they're going to say what the it's hell okay is this thing. exactly okay. <laughs> yeah know? um just shows how fast technology is actually is, is actually evolving. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so, okay, cool. I dig that story. That was actually quite 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 awesome. So, on a related note about how technology is evolving, um, you know, you know, we spoke previously about three D printers, yes. which has been quite rad. Yes. And normally, three D printers we associate with purely things like um, you know being able to print, um, you know. A, a piece for your remote control that's broken or mm. print some cool toys or something mm. like that. Um, but how's this? So these groups got together and they are actually printing 3D prosthetic limbs. Really? Okay, out of the comfort of their own homes. Um, and effectively what this is, it's um, these guys are all 3D print enthusiasts and they got together and they joined um, this website which I'm um, called eEnable. And on that website is 3D um, diagrams and 3D files that you literally just dump into your 3D printer and you can create a 3D prosthetic limbs. Gosh. So these kids who are usually not get fitted for prosthetics because, you know, as they get older, their you know, limbs change. Yes. Um, so they're normally the ones who kind of suffer the most with yes. this. But now for the cost of 50 bucks, 50 US dollars, these kids are getting hands, missing digits, um, arms. I mean, it's absolutely oh, incredible. That's lovely. Um, and one of the kids was a big Star Wars fan, and they did this whole thing where the star- stormtroopers came and escorted him out of the class. Oh, sweet. Uh, and they handed him over this robotic arm. <laughs> no, he loved every second of it. Um, but look, the seven-year-old now has now got literally two hands. So yeah. I think that was a... That, that, that was quite a Yeah, it's probably cool important as well. I mean, you could have all sorts of growth defects if you're not sure, growing. Sure, sure. You know, you won't Absolutely. be growing straight if you don't have that extra leg. I know that's so, so, terrible. No, but, but they get used to it. Kind of they compensate and then yeah. they, kind of, they do it. Yeah. But, um, and the interesting part of this is it actually started, there's a South African link to this. So it started off with a prop maker, you know, the guys who do the props for the seeds. Yes, yes, yes. Um, from Washington, Richard Van Ace, and then a carpenter from South Africa. And basically, they got together. Oh, sorry, Richard is the guy from South Africa. <laughs> okay, fun ace Van should have been a freaking clue. Okay, um, uh, Ivan Owen <laughs> was, you know, from the US. Yes. Um, you know, they got together. He's a, an, um, a carpenter and a prop maker, mm. and they created the first 3D printed 
um, hand, which effectively they made freely available for anybody to use. Amazing. And from there, this group just went ballistic. Um, and I think they're doing absolutely incredible stuff yeah. for a fraction of the price of what these things cost yeah. um, and just making it available to basically anyone that actually needs help around the world. Their group has grown through to thousands of people. And as 3D printers become more and more kind of available, I think more and more people will obviously join and help give back. I think that's quite, quite mm. a funky way mm. of taking technology, merging it all together. And and it also helps us with a medical link to our next story. Excellent. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I should do this. Okay. So I think let's take a quick song break whilst we get the docs into the studio and then we rock and roll. Okay. And I- Cliffcentral.com. Hey, that was Ella Henderson with yours. Okay, so um, the docs are in studio, and what better way to do this is to have the theme from ER playing in the background um, as we introduce everyone. All right, are we ready to do this, guys? All right, ready? Yep. Yes. Ready. Right, talk. Okay, here we go. All right, so first up, we've got Dr. Assi Perrett from the Johannesburg Gen. How's it, Assi? Hi, Liron. All right, you ready? Uh, and, the then, listeners. <laughs> and then we've got Dr. Melissa Marengo, who is, oh, I've just lost your title, um, from the Parktown Veterinary Hospital. Yes. Sure. Hi, Liron. Hi, Clay. Hi, hi. Okay, sorry, I missed, missed that one. One more quick quick thing. We've got to make some announcements. Um, if you want to call in, uh, telephone number is 0861 555189. Alternatively, it is uh, Twitter at cliffcentral.com, um, Instagram cliffcentral, Facebook cliffcentral, and then the WeChat ID is cliffcentral. Okay, so we had to talk medical and we had to talk about what's happening out in the big bad world. And as I started the show by saying that, you know, people might have done a CPR course or people might have done a first aid course, but when shit happens and stuff goes down, you adrenaline has kicked in and you're not really sure what you should do or what you shouldn't do. Sure. So the question is, I suppose, let's start it kind of right off the bat is, and this is to both of you, um, are there technologies that can help us kind of calm down, see what to do. Um, you know, there's a thing called ice. Um, should we talk about it? Let's start with ice. Is ice a good thing to have? What is ice? So I think the question is to both of you. So ice is in case of emergency. Okay. Okay. And what is that? Um, basically, basically, if you have a, a number on your phone right. that you would like a paramedic or whoever finds your phone to, to contact... Um, you would put ICE in capital in front of that number, and people who know about this will um, we'll look that up. Will look that up and phone that that number. So it's usually ICE Dad, ICE Mom. All oh, right. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay, and it stands for in case of emergency. Yeah. That's it. So essentially, your next of kin or whoever you would want to be informed that you're in trouble. It's like your bail lawyer. You. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's not a medical. Okay, so I mean that's that's so that's a cool tip just to have, and I think it's been around for a while. But yes. people say that they'll do it, and they tend just not to do it. 
Okay, so right, so Claire's like I didn't even know about it. Okay, so you see, we've learned something yes. new every day, and that's the point. and it's Monday, <laughs> and it's <that's> Monday, <laughs> hardcore. Um, okay, so I think, so that's a good thing to do. So mm-hmm. next to so your normal context that you would have those that you want people contact, you just put us in brackets or a dash or under I don't know company name, just something that people yes. can can, can so as you go on the search. Search for ice if you know what's going on. A paramedic should know this. Um, okay. I, I mean, do, do they know this? I mean, that's a, it's a point. Look, will they people look? Okay. Um, in theory. In theory, they will should. Yeah. All right, I suppose the one bit of technology that we have with us at all time is the mobile phone. Mm. Right. Right. Mm. So, um, and then I think the question to you, Melissa, um, I know people panic, um, yeah. especially when it comes to little fluffy um, and they're you know, the fur babies. Yes, the fur babies. Okay, Claire can clearly talk more about this <laughs> than I can. Very I have a hamster, important. okay. Very <laughs> important. Um, so kind of like get to a situation where you walked in and is okay, we're not going to get too graphical, but like some vomit somewhere or, you know. Yes. What, what do you, I mean, what if, can people do something? Do they call? Do they look something up on their phone? Because, I, mean, I mean, we'll talk about self-diagnosing just now, but people panic. What do you, I mean, is there an app they should be using? There is new technology now. There's something called the VET app, which actual VET hospitals or clinics, they'll list themselves, and they actually custom-make an app for their hospital, which then has an emergency contact. It has, you know, an option to make appointments. It's got options, you know, where you can comment. It's a nice, like, channel of communication. That's nice. Yes, so Mm. that is now, that's coming into the works. Okay. Is it available in South Africa as well? It's starting to become. So, you know, if I had a veterinary practice, then I myself would make this VET app, it would then have all our contact details, options where you can make appointments, any clinic news, things that are ha- up and happening. But if it comes to an emergency, I'm talking about the blood, the gore, the, se- the scary <laughs> stuff, most vets do have emergency numbers, which you can get hold of. I'd suggest, you know, getting to your vet. Then there are the 24-hour hospitals. Okay. But in other cases, such as let's say your dog has eaten something foreign, you don't know what what it is, is it toxic, is it not, you've heard chocolate isn't good, you know, avos aren't good, there's a pet poison help app, Okay, right. also Excellent. fantastic, it's an easy, handy helpline, you can literally check something on there, if you're not too sure, it will tell you, toxic, if it's eaten X, Y, Z, whatever the case. And what, what's, what's that app called? It's called pet poison help, and then there's pet also, pet poison help, okay. yeah, there's another one called choc tox. Most of us know that, you know, obviously chocolate isn't good for your dogs, but we always sneak them a piece or two. <laughs> However, if Fluffy gets hold of a Cadbury's bar and eats the entire thing, you've got a, you a problem. You've yeah. got a problem. So before, you know, things start hitting the fan, then okay. you can quickly check, okay, my dog has eaten this amount, that do amount. Do these apps sort of give you an answer to things as well? They so do. they suggest do this or I yeah, don't know, throw it in a tub of cold water. Or I don't yes, know. I they, don't know. They Just either might help with, you know, like a household <laughs> treatment. I wouldn't be able to pick my staffy up at all, but anyway. <laughs> you know, they do, they would be the easy, you know, do this or, you know, avoid, put them in a quiet place or, you know, something, you know, like an easy treatment, but then, if he does need to be hospitalized and, you know, get aggressive treatment, then you, yeah. you definitely head through to your vet. Yeah. So you don't, don't wait with that. And, and I'm so. assuming, um, I see from a, from a human point of view, there's, there must be like similar, similar type of apps that are out there. Cause uh, I've seen, I've, I've seen on the yes. kind of, on the Play Store and on the R Store, there's like a whole bunch of, I don't know, medical category. There's a whole bunch. Right. Yeah. So when it comes to the medical category, um, there are apps that specifically are phenomenal for the doctor. Okay. And there are some apps that patients could use as well. Um, 
the patient orientated apps are very touch and go. Um, okay, so it doesn't sound like you kind of all for it. No. Okay. No, I'm not. Why is that? <laughs> well, it's, it's very difficult when it comes to self-diagnosis and using the internet as a tool for that. Okay, so let me, let, since you've opened up this can of whip ass, let's remind all this. Because we've all done it. Because <laughs> yeah. right, everybody has gone onto, onto Dr. Google and everybody has put in, I have a headache. And right. it's, and if you click far enough, you'll end up into horrible cancers. You've got 24 hours to live. I'm right. dying. It took 23 hours for the page to refresh. <laughs> sure. So you're finding your Mole, loved one. Mole is a melanoma, okay. headache, is a not, brain tumor. That kind of thing. Sure. So is Dr. Google not a thing? Should we be using that? Look, um, I think it's fantastic to use the internet once you have a diagnosis from your doctor. So okay. say oh, yes. you've been to your doctor, he's diagnosed you with a certain ailment, whatever it might be, and you go and you do your own research about it, different treatment, okay. treatment options, um, herbal remedies, although those... Chat rooms as well, probably quite good as yeah, well. For so right. uh, chat yeah. to other people yeah, and things exactly. like that. But, but yeah. I mean, you should try Support avoiding... Group, kind of going into the doctor already knowing what he's going to prescribe you yes. and then basically panic because he doesn't yes. prescribe you what Hot Chicks 21 said in America, <laughs> okay, who's right. critically, clearly a credible doctor. Um, makes you know, their job difficult. Makes, exactly. So then do you find people maybe take a diagnostics, not dig the answer, and then maybe shop it around, literally go to another doctor? doctor? shopping, sure. is, is it a thing? Really? It, it is a thing. It is a thing. There's even something called cyberchondria. Okay, here we go. Right, look at us. What is cyberchondria? So cyberchondria is usually, well, you take your normal, everyday hypochondriac. Okay. Um, your normal, everyday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> somebody Run of the mill ones, you know? Who genuinely gets okay. anxiety and uh, feelings of stress uh, from thinking that they have certain medical conditions. You right. know, swollen lymph node is a lymphoma or a cancer. <laughs> Um, Everything is cancer. Yeah. Just a matter of time. Right. right. So these people will go online. Okay. Um, look at all these different conditions and all the different tests used to diagnose these conditions. Now they'll go to a doctor and they, the doctor will diagnose them, give them a treatment and that won't be enough. They'll want the MRI. They'll, okay. they'll, 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 want, sure. they'll want the gastroscopy. They'll want the colonoscopy. And Bring out the rubber gloves, people. <laughs> okay, sure. It's just a panado. Okay. And in in first in first world countries, it's actually um, sometimes a bit of a socioeconomic burden mm. okay. because these people self-diagnose and they go and they get expensive tests done. They go to a sure. host of different doctors, and yeah, so it is a problem. And Mel, do you do you find in your in your side as well people do the same? Yes. Listen, to be honest, it's great to have an informed client. They're aware of conditions. They, you know, and they're very intuitive with their pets. They know, they want to know what's going on. But it does, it is difficult sometimes when they come to you saying, listen, you need to do X, Y, and Z. I think this is wrong. Or, you know, to a degree, they still have to trust the yeah. vet or the doctor, you know, have a bit of faith. We know you what didn't we're study doing. for how many years to... Yeah, precisely. So there are pros and cons. Okay. I think it's fantastic, you know, to be more informed. You've got a nice, informed, educated client, and we do have the info at our fingertips. It's on Google. It's there. Mm. It's on an app. It's easy for us to, you know, find this stuff. But, you know, when it comes to now telling your doctor, hmm... I'm not really sure of this. I read that in America they, yeah, they use this, this treatment right. or yeah. that, you know. It makes your life yeah. harder, harder as well. Do, you, do either of you ever go along with something? 
just to kind of, you know, appease the person or sure. do you, I oh, sure, I'll send you for an MRI kind of a no, thing. Or, no, no. <laughs> but I think um, a lot of patients, I mean, we talk about the cyberchondria, but a lot of patients, uh, I always ask them, what do you think caused this? What do yeah. you think is wrong? Because a lot of them, they know themselves and have a, a great idea yeah. of what's well, going at, on. At the, emer- at the emergency at Jobic Gen, it's usually is a... <laughs> That knife that's sticking on my head <laughs> might have had something to do with it. But I, read, but I read on Google in the taxi on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> sure. uh, I'm sure you get a lot of those as well, right? Yeah, no, there's too much of that going on around here. Okay. Uh, no, fair, fair, fair enough. Is there an age thing as well? You know, can do you find it's maybe younger people that self-diagnose or maybe older? You know, I would think. Yeah, hypochondriacs point. would maybe be a little bit older, bored, sitting at home, so need a bit of attention kind of a thing. No? They say the demographic for hypochondriacs, yeah. it's uh, usually a disease of uh, wealthy people. Yes. And, I mean, <laughs> you know, if you're, uh, if you're struggling for food every day, your mind's not going to have yeah. time to sure. think about all the diseases that, that, wrong. that could be wrong with you. I shall not but eat this. It was in the dustbin. But that's kind of what I was thinking when you said Europe has this problem more than we would because sure. we're just all trying not to get shot every day or trying to keep our car or anything like that. So, you know, we've got other issues right. to deal with rather than... So, con- sorry. sorry. Conver- <laughs> conversely, I wanted to say that uh, in South Africa, um, we actually, well, I in the government sector don't see this problem a lot. Um, in fact, I'd encourage people to go and Google symptoms because we tend to see diseases when they right. at very late stages. So uh, we would we'd rather people come in for that cough or for that fever okay. that you've been having but that, I mean, I and ignoring. Then putting it back uh, with disparin or something like that. Right. Yeah. Is it, we, we do a lot of that. We go, oh, I'm being ridiculous. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, it, it's yeah. like that arm, I don't need both arms. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> I'm not sure why, you know, <laughs> two arms are so overrated. <laughs> you know, that sudden blindness in my <laughs> left eye, I'm sure it will come right. <laughs> I mean, we, we normally leave things for the very, very last, last minute, right? And that's why it could help. Because then if you see either you're not feeling well or your pet's looking a bit off color, you think, geez, should I, should I, should I, should I, should yeah. I wait another day, see how they are tomorrow? Yeah. Or should I maybe quickly see if this is a, you know, if it's going to be fatal later on or if it's going to progress okay. to a stage which could invariably. So you could avoid it by, mm. okay. so I mean, these, the, they talk about this golden hour or golden period, um, that if you can diagnose something, I mean, that, that far early on, you got a better chance of recovery from that. Is that, is that still, does that still hold true? Sure. Okay. So I think a lot Especially of these. Especially for strokes. Things, strokes, okay. heart attacks. Yes. There's a. There's okay. So a there's an app that I saw, like that basically goes through CPR, for example. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's like, it's well, You laugh, but you laugh. Why? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm getting a bit worried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, there is. Because <laughs> there's always WikiHow, and I'm thinking step by step. Yep. CPR should laugh, be good, surely. I laugh because I've recently seen an app uh, that step-by-step step takes you through CPR, and it's uh, Vinnie Jones. I don't know if you <laughs> yes. guys are familiar with Vinnie Jones. <laughs> Vinnie sure. Machine. He literally takes you through it in this angry, aggressive voice. <laughs> Call for help now. Hey, mate, you're right. <laughs> that kind yeah, of idea. That, that kind of thing, yes. That's Look, funny. That's funny. But the truth is, in a... In an emergency situation, people tend to yes. freeze up. Exactly. So even something simple like CPR, that's, by the way, you should go for a new course around every two years. Um, even something simple like that, people 
they tend to forget right. uh, the steps, exactly. what to do next. The two breath, seven compression, the right. harmony, what the rhythm is. Right. So you actually do have an app that you can put on. There's a guy shouting at you what to do. <laughs> and it's, uh, I think it's really good. Okay, awesome. cool. On that note, Very let's cool. take a quick song break. That was some homegrown talent called Johnny, or it was Johnny Apple, and the song's called Warrior. Oh, nicely done. Hey. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> all right, so just a quick um, question that has come through um, onto my Twitter account. Um, there's a guy who's a third year medical student at UCT. Um, he says basically, let me just, um, from what I can gather from his um, 140 t- characters, every time he studies a new issue, he immediately self-diagnoses himself as having that issue. <laughs> Is this a thing? Don't we all do that though? Well, yeah. I, I guess oh, we no, all would if we all <laughs> had to study it. <laughs> um, Clear yeah. the doctor. No, no, no. I just I hear things. People go, I've got this. And I think, go, oh, oh God, me I too. Got that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it actually is a real thing. It's called uh, medical student's illness. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God, I've got that. <laughs> <laughs> and it can, Damn it. <laughs> I mean, it can cause significant anxiety. Oh um, God, yeah, it's, uh, it's so I mean, uh, is, is just as we kind of elaborate a little bit. So I'm assuming what he's saying is I'm now studying uh, a symptom or an issue, right? And then he goes home and then his pulse is elevated. He goes, oh my God, I've got that. Is sure. that, that, is that what yes. we're Well, usually when you're studying about certain illnesses, like say tuberculosis, and now you're thinking, geez, you know, <laughs> I know it's tuberculosis, you get night sweats or was. I was sweating a bit at night. Meanwhile, it's like 35 <laughs> degrees in Cape Town. <laughs> the aircon's off. And He's still out. sleeping with Windows a winter duvet. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. That's me. Right. Oh, gosh. Um, okay, so it's actually something that's a real so thing. And it can cause significant anxiety. I mean, I remember even myself at a, at a time, I struggled to study. I struggled to sit down and study surgical conditions because I would, they would manifest in me. Somehow. Somehow. Okay. You make it fit. Yes. Okay. But I find the cure to this is just clinical experience. The more you see patients. Okay. The more you realize what's really going on. But it's probably a good thing as well. I mean, not for you as an individual, but for you as a doctor, because if you're internalizing all these illnesses oh, yeah. <laughs> in a way, yeah. you can at least, you know, you, you feel like you're experiencing sure. it or you can maybe recognize it really quickly. Sure. I would hope yeah. so, so, maybe. So well. speaking of STDs. Delete, delete, delete. Um, and then, um, Melissa, in your, in your kind of line of work, I mean, because obviously studying as a vet, you don't, you can't internalize anything. It. No, you don't. <laughs> I feel like a trick. I'm laid this egg this morning. And let me tell you what happened. <laughs> I'm not panting enough. <laughs> you don't, but then, I mean, you could literally, you look at your dog and you think, Jesus, uh, okay. he's been panting oh, okay. Okay. There's something going on or he's been chasing his tail. You know, clockwise clockwise or, you know, but then again, you can always call your vet, make sure if you are being a bit, you know, so that's the fine line between Mm -hmm. kind of ignoring it completely and then, and then kind of going tilt. Being completely neurotic and thinking, yeah, I mean, to be honest, Fluffy could be someone's child. It is someone's child. child. Most people don't have kids, but they've got, you know, their five dogs or their 15 Mm -hmm. cats. 
Yeah, mm. sure. At home. So, okay. you know, you, you do worry and, oh, he's looking a bit off color. He's not looking right today. Didn't eat all his food yeah. or, you know, so you can worry. Yeah. Uh, and, and I suppose people and, pe- do. and people do, yeah. Yeah, and then comes out Dr. Google. Okay. Um, do you guys use Dr. Google by any chance? <laughs> would you maybe Google a without symptom a or would you Google an animal symptom, you know? Yeah, sure. without a doubt. Yeah. Really? Yeah, the internet is a powerful tool. Uh, however, I would suggest to our listeners out there <laughs> that if you're going to look at a website, make sure it ends in a .gov, that's .gov, or .edu, that's okay. .edu. Okay. It's usually a more credible site um, rather than just Wikipedia random. Something. Look, Wikipedia is, I, I love Wikipedia, but it can be misleading Yeah, too. we know that it also doesn't yeah, yeah. necessarily yeah. isn't always right. We've, yeah. seen, a lot, we've seen a lot of that. Well, I'm trying to think like WebMD is one that comes up a lot. WebMD is not yeah. that I, yeah. Not that I do that. Alleg- allegedly. But I mean, these other sites, like, like these are uh, consult sites, I mean, I think they call it, mm-hmm. where you go into the site, you they say to you that you're talking to a live a vet or a live doctor hmm. and then you kind of you go through the thing and say here's the symptoms and then they reply back and say have you done this and you say yes and then they get to a point and it goes okay so if you enter your credit card details here i'll tell you yeah, what to do exactly are you fi- do you find that for people yeah yeah for instance there's the cornell consultant which is from the cornell university oh, yes, in the yes, states yes. fantastic you get to a point where you click yes speak to a live vet now you know someone's waiting someone will be with you in two minutes you get to a point and it says, but before you do, Please it's going to cost card. you, you know, X amount of dollars, which, I mean, mm. if you're more than willing to sure. and you've got your, you know, but for me, it would make more sense to, instead of sitting and clicking through things, bundle my dog into a car and take it to you. Sure. But, but then it might not be possible. So if you think about if you're out in the, I don't know, like Puff Adder. And then your car's acting a bit strange. Can you get signal in Porvada? Yeah, both people can. (laughs) 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 But I mean, if your car's acting a little bit erratic and it's like, I don't know, trying to lay it. Lying down. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't think you need to to go to to Cornell University. But, um, but I suppose it gets to a point, if it's a credible site like Cornell University, then is there something, is it, is it wrong? I mean, are they doing anything bad by saying, look, Pay us a couple of dollars and we'll get a doctor to give you con- a consult. And should you be spending it like that? Listen, it's going to get you to a point where right. they can only do so much. Remotely. Just with human sure. and veterinary medicine, you mm-hmm. still need to carry out diagnostic tests. You need to confirm sure. things. Can't just be done over the phone or over the internet. Sure. Yeah. And then what happens? You reach the diagnosis and then where, where's now your what? treatment? Yeah. yeah. You still, you can't cut okay. out the vet or the doctor. You mm. still need that person sure. to confirm it. So we still have a job, people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. also, uh, veterinary science and medicine are one of the only degrees that you can't study by correspondence because sure. there's a real feel to it. Yes. You actually, you have, you to, have to do it. You know, you have to feel, touch, see, smell. The patient, you know, no, sure, and go and go and go through all of those, mm. right? Um, well, it becomes an instinct as well, I'm assuming, because yeah, you guys have been studying it for right. so long, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so there's nothing wrong with kind of getting to a certain point, uh, but at the end of the day, you still want to get a professional opinion, someone you can look in the eye and have yeah. a discussion with. Um, I suppose in in Africa, um, kind of especially rural Africa, a big thing is remote medicine or telemedicine where people forget to take like the HIV pill or mm. forget to, or what they even worse is that they get a prescription and they sell it off to people who haven't got a prescription. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It happens a lot. Um, so it's stuff that I've read and, and, and actually an experiment that I've seen where people will use technology that will only open the bottle for you. 
you know, because of your fingerprint or will remind you to take your wow. medicine via an SMS. Um, well, knowing that it's only, it's, it's, it's only, it's only come to you. So I think those kind of cool tips. And how children can only open well, medicine and, uh, bottles. Yeah. That I find yeah. very interesting. Well, well, adults yeah. can never do it. And adults prove yeah, one. <laughs> they, see, they, seem be, they seem to be okay with it. Yeah. So now just add your five digit pin. You know, you'll be dead Clever. by the time you do it. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> okay. um, but I mean, there's a lot of, of that kind of work happening in Africa where they take, um, you know, the guys go from village, villages to villages and using a little app on their phone, they will kind of take a water sample reading. And then that just gets sent out to a headquarters somewhere in the world and then it'll diagnose and do, and do all of those like kind of things. Interactive yeah, app uh, pr- pr- pretty much. So because we've got such cuck signals out in, in well, everywhere, um, this side of, <laughs> in, in this continent, um, so sometimes a normal, just a normal good old SMS just, some, yeah. just does, does, does the trick. So um, speaking of apps, do you guys use internal apps um, yourselves? Sure do. Yeah. Okay, besides Angry Birds. Or, or WhatsApp. Or, no, the worst count. one is Quiz App. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. They showed me Quiz App. Quiz App is ridiculous. Okay, so for those who don't know, Quiz App is the ability to take a quiz versus anyone around the world about any topic. It's worse than Candy Crush. The addiction is insane. You'll flick your sweat. But it's true. You get so competitive. So I want to be number one in my country. I had to delete it because it. it was just, was just taking too life. much. Yeah, no, I can't. Because you have a life. And, and also because I kept losing. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just reminded me how daft I am. <laughs> I know nothing about nothing. Damn it. Right, so, so besides Quiz Up to challenge your medical knowledge, obviously, mm. do you guys use any internal apps? Sure. Um... For myself, uh, my favorite app by far is um, Medscape. Okay. Um, it's quite comprehensive, and the most amazing thing about it is that it has a free online reference that you can download, so you don't have to be you don't have to connected. be connected. Nice. Um, oh, okay. It's it's something like like 1.2 gigs of reference, um, drugs, doses, conditions, procedures. Uh, Side effects. Yeah, interactions. It's uh, really comprehensive. It's um, an amazing app. Is it like the Bible of? Is it available to anyone or anyone? And it's free. Okay. There's a couple of Bibles. Okay. I would say Medscape is one. Okay. Um, There's a there's an app called Hippocrates, um, which is a bit more a bit more complicated to use. I find so I don't enjoy it as much. And there's the New England Journal of Medicine. That's also really good. It shows you. So every every so often they upload videos okay. uh, detailing how how to do certain procedures. But I mean, this this is for, from a doctor's point of view. I mean, yes. I, I would get no value in this except seeing gore and. Um, yeah. Look, it, it depends. It depends how clued up you are. Okay. You know, there's a lot of jargon, okay. uh, but. Uh, I mean, stay away. This is more your baby then. Mm. <laughs> okay, and, and and on the veterinary side. Um, without a doubt, there's a lot of calculators out there which help with a lot of your drug dosages. They give you blood transfusion rates, drip rates. I find that very handy. There's something called DVM Calc or otherwise Vet Calculator. Okay. It just helps, you know, a vet or your vet nurse or a vet tech, you know, there and then you can quickly, instead of like grabbing out your calculator and work sure, your concentration totally. over this, over that. And then there are a few other ones as well. There's something called a vet tool. Which is also, it gives you a lot of your drugs, dosages, a lot of tests, lab results, you know. Okay. The, so, 
you know, whether it's an owner looking up that, unless you know, unless what you know what to do, at, yeah, it's, it's going to just seem pointless. Okay. And then, do you find that if you're sitting in the consult and you say, "Hold on, let me just look it up on my iPad," do people panic because, "Oh my God, you don't know what you're doing," or do you find people going, "Okay, cool, I'd rather that you look it up and give me the rights." Would you <laughs> even do we that? Do, we do that at the back. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Let me just get something from <laughs> the back. On, yeah. yeah. Going to bring Flappy to the back and just have a look <laughs> in his ear. Go <laughs> on this internet. <laughs> So if you do, but generally, I mean, with a lot of vets, if you are unsure of something, it's it's something that hasn't come in quite right, often. Okay. It's your, you know, your thing you that perturbs you a bit. You go, you grab your book at the back and you just, you just as a quick reference. But now with your iPad. Sure, it's I easier. Mean, super, super See, but fun. I mean, it's like, to me, it's like this whole restaurant thing. At a point, waiters decided that pen and papers were shocking and outdated and they needed to remember 30 different orders and got 30 wrong. As far as I'm concerned, if you wrote it down... I think no less of you, <laughs> um, you know, and I want you to get the order right. But so you mock yeah. me when I write stuff down. Because you use a pen and a paper. But, sorry? Uh, think uh, of the hello. trees. Okay, so Gosh. I'd rather that, that you guys looked something up and go, hold on a second, let yeah, me just yeah. double check. Click, 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 click. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yes, I was right, it's going to be this. Versus goes, shit, I was absent that day. Yeah, um, of course. <laughs> All right, and then just kind of finally, because we just see we're just running a bit out of time. So just there's a, an, I heard of something called like an Instagram app for doctors only. Uh, yes. Okay, what's that about? Um, it's called Figure One. Okay. Um, basically, <laughs> Claire's pulling no, up. I'm like, oh, what yeah. is that? <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> Look, I mean, yep. if 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 you're a bit squeamish, you don't want anything to do with it. Um, basically, exactly what you said. It's like an Instagram for doctors. Okay. Um, anyone can download it. But so basically, this is how it works. Okay, you download it, you can post photos on it, and people comment. So, say you need help with a diagnosis, um, whether it be a skin condition, an x ray, an MRI, ECG pattern, you post it up. Obviously, no patient details are allowed, no. patient con- uh, confidentiality is uh, key. Um, and you get opinions from different doctors around the world. Right. Now, the only thing with it is that anyone can give an opinion. Right. Um, but now they've introduced a system where they verify you as a physician or a medical practitioner. So yeah, so you that's actually a, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Good yeah. Idea. yeah. 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 So, so you can see your comments, whether it's from a verified person or yeah. if it's some nice. medical student that read about a condition and can attribute it Does to Does it any have filters and stuff as well? Do you like crop the pic? <laughs> <laughs> Make it look pretty. <laughs> brightness. Look, I don't know. You could snap oh, seed it first okay. if you like. Um, who's got the time for that, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Check this cool effect I did <laughs> with on this, this red on the side. <laughs> no, but okay. the truth is, sometimes on like an X-ray, you'd want to cut out the patient's details. Yes, sure, so you could crop that. So you could yeah. crop those out. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, so basically, you're saying as well, in in brief, that if you are diagnosed with something, it's always good to check out check it out on Google. But you don't think people should be going in on yeah. having okay. diag- self yeah. diagnosed themselves and saying, "I've got this and this and this and this. Fix me." Yeah, sure. yeah, okay. yeah. And yeah. I mean, when it comes to that, um, to the doctors, I mean, even on my own Instagram, I post, I post photos, like usually as a reminder for people to, you know, wear your seatbelt. Otherwise, oh, yes. you'll look like this. Okay. You know? Nice. <coughs> okay. So, so, so on, on, on that note, we're going to ha- end off. But, okay. um, as what is your Instagram account? Um, uh, it's, uh, Dr. Dr. Underscore Asi. A-S-I. That's uh, it. And anybody can follow that. Anyone, anyone. Okay. Should they be following us? Um, 
They could Pro- be explicit <laughs> content. It depends. At <laughs> unrisk basis. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Okay. okay. And then, uh, <laughs> Melissa, have you got a, uh, do you do the same? I do the same, except I put cuter, fluffier photos. Oh, My like patients Melissa? are still okay. intact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still alive, so it's Melissa Marengo. No. Okay, so spell that. M-E-L-I-S and then Marengo. M-A-R-E-N-G-O. All right, awesome. awesome. So um, I think the important things, um, put ice on your phone. Make sure that it's available because everybody knows to look out for that. Not ice as in the, like the cold. Okay. I'll talk I to you up there. <laughs> right. Um, all right, guys, thanks for coming in. Thanks for Thank sharing some information. Thanks, thanks, we'll, we'll do a follow-up um, to see what else new cool tech is coming out in the medical world. Cliffcentral.com. That was the script with millionaires. That, 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 I'm so, that's what it was. <laughs> um, all right, so we're running kind of fast. And f- I mean, an hour goes past so quickly when you're talking tech and it's like cool stuff. When you're having fun. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, new apps. I mean, there's, there's, got, there's always something out. There's always something that we need to have. Ooh. Uh, okay. Ooh, I've got one. Uh, Claire, do you perhaps have one you want to share? I do, Leron. You I'd love to, to share. <laughs> it's quite <laughs> exciting for me. Okay, let's talk. Okay, it's, what is I, I feel sorry for the rest of South Africa because this is basically for Joe Burgers mainly. Okay. Um, what is it? It's the JRA, the Johannesburg Roads Agency, has come up with an app called Find and Fix, okay. which you can download. Mm, you download onto your smartphone. They've, <laughs> in their rules and regulations, they've specifically said. Um, no Nokia Asher, no Nokia 311, <laughs> no Nokia 111. So you need a smartphone. In case you don't know what a smartphone <laughs> is. <laughs> and um, you basically can snap a, a pic of something. Um, it logs it with them with their call center or oh, their wow. complaint center, wow. and then they can they come back to you on how on how this this problem has progressed. So potholes, um, robots that are out, like anything that'll do no. with the roads and things like that. I think it, you know it, well, if it works and if they respond, it'll it'll. I think it's quite an exciting thing, and you know I think everyone in Joburg should probably get the download the app because we're all very happy to complain about sure, stuff, sure, sure, sure. but logging complaints or anything like that, you know, this way I think it's quite easy. You log into this app, Push you don't have, yeah, you that's it, and then and then it basically goes backwards and forwards. I actually just checked here; it says the JRA call center validates it. Um, you'll be notified, which is also quite nice because you never okay, know yes, whether something's gone on? through yeah. or not. Um, once it's been completed, you'll be notified again. So basically, they okay. keep you. They're supposed to keep you updated. And to me, I mean, I thought it was quite exciting. I, I, like, I dig it because I think we, you know, everyone wants to complain, and, mm. and we complain a lot, and oh. we complain to each other, yes. and that's enough to drive you. And dead. everyone goes to Twitter immediately. Uh, 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 sure, but do something about totally. it. So, but well done on the JRA. So they want to. Yeah, they, I sure. mean, I'm just looking at their stuff. Why they brought this in, and they're talking about, you know, they. Poor service delivery and inaccurate, you know, somebody will tell you it's at the corner of this and this and this. Yeah, absolutely. And they're saying, no, that's not where this pothole is or that's not where this water leak is coming from or whatever the story is. So basically, yeah, that's, that's, you know, vague, incomplete information. They basically wanted to make it as accurate and you know, improve service delivery, which I think is great for, for us in Joburg. We need it. Uh, uh, absolutely. So yeah. it's, it's um, what else do you report? Potholes, traffic lights? Traffic lights, potholes. I think anything to do with, with the, the road, with the council, yeah, roads agency and things like that. So, yeah. Okay. I think it's very awesome. cool. Yeah. So let's give it a bash this week. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the, I mean, I'm sure we'll see at least one or two potholes. Yeah. Uh, um, let's just drive down this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then maybe kind of let's do a follow up and see how people, how they responded to it. Yeah. Yeah.
And then we'll talk about it on our next show. I just want to say, sorry, it's not available on tablets either. Again, you just need to have an iPhone. Or I don't an think you should be snapping photos out of your tablets. tablets. Full stop. You should be. <laughs> I mean, you don't be that guy. Don't. Just don't. Just don't do it. Both uh, hands on the steering wheel, please. Uh, please. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay. Let the passenger look like the fool. Okay. <laughs> look, go left. Okay. Um, all right, Claire. That was very, very cool. cool. Um, an hour has flown past. Yeah. We spoke about lots of. Cool stuff, cool apps. Um, I'll tweet some links out so people who want to follow it um, are able to, down, to download it. So, um, Claire, if people want to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Um, uh, my Twitter handle is at Claire Petra. Um, spell? C-L-A-R-E-P-E-T-R-A. It's my name. It is your name. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is a one to get a hold of you. <laughs> cool. Um, Duncan is um, the legends behind the scene who oh, pushes all the awesome buttons Duncan. and makes us look like ridiculously cool. Um, so heads up to you, dude. Thank yeah, you. Well done. Um, and then um, out for me. So my name is Liron Sega. Yes, if you want to get Liron. a hold of oh, <laughs> oh, oh, always. Um, get a hold of me is on Twitter. It's at L-I-R-O-N underscore S-E. G-E-V or alternatively it's thetechieguy.com um, and that wraps up another Talking Tech with the Techie Guy have awesome. a good week